Take your Bibles, please. Turn to the book of Exodus, chapter 8. Exodus, chapter 8. We'll read verses 1 through 10 together. We'll read this passage responsibly. Exodus, chapter 8, verses 1 through 10. Exodus chapter 8, verses 1 through 10. And the Lord spake unto Moses, Go unto Pharaoh, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Let my people go, that they may serve me. And if thou refuse to let them go, behold, I will smite all thy borders with frogs, and the river shall bring forth frogs abundantly, which shall go up, and come into thine house, and into thy bedchamber, and upon thy bed, and into thy house of thy servants, and upon thy people, and into thine ovens, and into thy kneading troughs. And the frog shall come up both on thee, and upon thy people, and upon all thy servants. And the Lord spake unto Moses, Say unto Aaron, Stretch forth thine hand with thy rod over the streams, and over the rivers, and over the ponds, and cause frogs to come up upon the land of Egypt. And Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt, and the frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. And the magicians did so with their enchantments, and brought up the frogs upon the land of Egypt. And then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron, and said, Entreat the Lord that he may take away the frogs from me and from my people, and I will let the people go, that they may do sacrifice unto the Lord. And Moses said unto Pharaoh, Glory over me, when shall I entreat for thee and for thy servants and for thy people to destroy the frogs from thee in thy house, that they may remain in the river only. And he said, Tomorrow, and he said, Be according to thy word, that thou mayest know that there is none like unto the Lord our God. And let's pray, Father, thank you for our church. Lord, even though it's a little dark and rainy and drippy and humid outside, Lord, the spirit here in our church is sweet, it's fresh, it's new, it's exciting, it's warm. Father, thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit here in our church. And Father, please fill our preacher with your power. Fill us with your power as we listen. Lord, please may uh, we be attentive to the things that you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Well, I couldn't have asked for a better day of weather for this morning's sermon. My sermon this morning is called Frogs, Frogs, and More Frogs. A soggy day, a good day for it. My uh, my wife and I, we uh, when we drive home, we're up over the mountain. We go down into Back Creek, and we go over a one-lane steel bridge to get back to our house. It is definitely over the river and through the woods to Grandmother's house we go. And uh, there's a just just off to the side when you get off onto our little country road. There's a pond. And through the summer, every night that I drive home, I stop my truck, roll down the window, and I listen to the frogs. I just love to hear them. I uh, 
I was thinking about it one evening. Elisa Davis, uh, I tease her. She's one of our girls here at the church. I call her Frog Girl. <laughs> and she she gave me not long ago a little gift. It's a frog with a bouncy head. And uh, I I keep this this sets right by my where I study at 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 home. I have a place where I sit and study my Bible and prepare sermons. And I'd come home one night and I'd stop on the way home and I was listening to the frogs. And then I got home and my little bobblehead frog toy was there. And I just got to thinking as I had been reading my Bible and studying about a story in the Bible about the frogs. Next to this chapter 8, you see the story. I'm going to relay it to us if I could this morning. The children of Israel were in captivity to Pharaoh in Egypt. They were slaves. Now Moses, who was their God's, the children of Israel's deliverer, if you will, or the man that God used to deliver them, God says to Pharaoh, he said, now you need to let my people go. You have no right to keep them there as slaves. And Pharaoh says this. Pharaoh says, who is the Lord? He's pretty cocky and arrogant. Anytime a leader gets to the point where they talk back to God like that, you know there are problems. Well, as a result of it, God had said, let my people go. And Pharaoh gets snotty and says, well, who is the Lord? And the Bible says that Pharaoh started working the people even harder. In other words, as slaves, he began to put even more pressure on them. Moses and Aaron together were representing God, and they were the leaders of the children of Israel. And God tells them, you go in and you talk to Pharaoh, and I'm going to put a little firepower to my request and expectation. They walk in, and Moses has a walking stick. And the Bible says in the presence of Pharaoh, Moses casts his walking stick down, and it turns to a serpent, something that God obviously was able to do. And they thought that maybe this man named Pharaoh would then wisen up and let God's people go from their captivity. Well, uh, Moses had his sorcerers and people that were into witchcraft, and I think that is demonic in any way, shape, or form. But he had his sorcerers also cast a stick to the ground and was able to match this miraculous miracle, if you will. And the Bible says, instead of Pharaoh saying, I give in, that, you know, this, this miracle, it, it causes fear within me, the Bible says his heart was hardened. And so he wasn't convinced to let God's people go. And God said, Moses and Aaron, I'm going to send you back to Pharaoh again. This time, uh, we're going to take your rod, we're going to touch the river, we're going to touch the water, and all the water in the land is going to turn to blood. And so he shows up and he turns all the water to blood in the presence of Pharaoh, thinking that Pharaoh, his hard head would be softened and he would let the people go. But his astrologers and magicians again do a, a like miracle, and instead of Pharaoh's heart being softened, it was hardened. Then God said, all right. And tell you what we're going to do next, Moses. You go in and you see Pharaoh, and when you go in, you let him know we're going to smite the land with frogs. We're going to send frogs everywhere. Moses, he tells Pharaoh that there are going to be frogs everywhere trying to get you to lighten up on God's people. And it happened. There were frogs everywhere. Frogs in the bedrooms. Frogs in the kitchen. The Bible uses the term in the eating troughs. <laughs> then God looked down at the human race and said, look at them pigs. They're going to get frogs in their troughs. In the dishes. People woke up in the morning and wanted to have a bowl of Fruit Loops, and there was a frog doing the backstroke in their Fruit Loops. 
Frogs in the living room, on the couch. Frogs in the bathroom, in the sink, in the tub, in the stool. There were frogs everywhere. Frogs in their restaurants of the day and in their businesses. And frogs in the streets. They would ride their horses and chariots. They, frogs everywhere. Frogs in their food. Frogs in their yard and in their schools. And frogs in their pockets and frogs in their purses. Frogs in the homes of the rich and frogs in the homes of the poor. From a distance, this seems cute. It may seem a bit funny, but it was a nasty, stinky, out-of-control mess that was a judgment of God that was brought upon an arrogant, proud leader that would not get into God. As the frogs would die, they would pile them up. More frogs would come forth from the river. Mountains of dead, stinky frogs like manure piles all over the place. Frogs in their water supply, frogs in the closets, frogs in the cupboards and the drawers throughout their homes. Everywhere. Not a place escaped the presence of a frog. Frogs directed by God into every crack and crevice, every place that it would be uh, inconvenient for a human being, the frog was there. You see, it was a hopped up miracle. I like that. Frogs in places where frogs can't usually go, but God supernaturally enables those frogs to be where he wanted them to be, and they were everywhere. You believe too much that comes out of Hollywood. This comes out of a book that is a book of perfect truth. This thing of the frogs actually happened. Finally, Pharaoh says, goodness. He said, I can't take any more of this. Frogs, frogs, and more frogs. So he calls for Moses in Exodus chapter 8, verse 8. It says, Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, Entreat the Lord that he may take away the frogs from me, from my people. I will let the people go that they may do sacrifice unto the Lord. Boy, I'll tell you what. Pharaoh comes to his sense and said, I've had enough of these frogs. Get that preacher down here. Have him get a hold of God and call off this frog business. Well, Pharaoh's people must have been delighted. Their leader's sinful pride had caused them all this misery. And uh, well, j- just like any other leader that's sinful toward God, you cause family and children and, and everybody misery. I'm going to guess they said, thank God, Pharaoh's come to his senses. Moses must have been delighted. He's thinking, all right, at last Pharaoh will do right. At last, Pharaoh wants to get saved. At last, Pharaoh will stop running from the truth. At last, Pharaoh will face his sin and forsake it and fix what's wrong here. So Moses, he goes to Pharaoh. Pharaoh said, fetch the preacher. We've had it with these frogs. I've got to do something about this. And Moses asks the inquiring Pharaoh. He asks this in Exodus 8-9. And Moses said unto Pharaoh, Glory over me, when shall I entreat for thee and for thy servants and for thy people to destroy the frogs from thee and thy houses, that they may remain in the river only? He said, Well, Pharaoh, let's make it happen. When do you want me to go to God on your behalf? I'm ready. If you're ready, let's get rid of these frogs, Pharaoh. Pharaoh hesitates and listen to his answer in verse 10. And he said... Tomorrow. Tomorrow? Are you crazy, Pharaoh? 
Exodus 18. And he said, tomorrow. And he said, be it according to thy word that thou mayest know that there is none like unto the Lord our God. Tomorrow? How unexpected. Another night? Twenty-four more hours with the frogs? Another night of tadpole tension? Another night of sleeplessness because of the croaking frogs? I mean, it's okay to pull over and listen to frogs for a couple minutes, but can you imagine millions of frogs in your house croaking all night long? And if you can't imagine that, come to my house and listen to my wife snore for a night. No, she doesn't do that. I think I'm the only one that snores. you. Another night of God's amphibious judgment? God was ready to remove the frogs at the word of Moses in a flash. Is Pharaoh nuts? Is Pharaoh wacky? Hey, has his brain's light bulb become burnt out? Frogs in his breakfast, yet, he said, give me 24 more hours with these frogs. He'll have frogs in his lunch. But he said, let's try another froggy lunch. Frogs in his supper. He said, give me 24 more hours with the frogs. He's going to sleep with them again. Now, ladies, think about it. And you're thinking, it's no worse than what I'm sleeping with now. Frogs in his sheets. Frogs in his wife's purse. What is this man thinking? Tomorrow? That's what he said. God said, I'll get rid of the frogs. Moses said, we'll get rid of the frogs. What do you want when? And he said, let's give her one more day. One more night with these stinking, sliming, croaking frogs. Has his sin stolen his common sense? Has his pride numbed his mind? Give me another day with him. Has his arrogance shaken a mental screw loose? You and I see the great mistake of Pharaoh's delay when he says, Give me one more day with the frogs. You say, What a dumb bunny. But let me ask you something. Do you choose to spend another day with the frogs that are in your life? Let me ask this. First of all, hey, lost sinner, are you choosing? Will you choose another day with the frogs of not being born again? The Bible says in Hebrews 3, verse 7 and 8, Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith, Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness. The Bible says, lost person, today's the day of your salvation. Get saved today. Don't harden your heart. If you're here and you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, get saved. You say when? Today. Get saved today. Don't wait another moment. 
We're talking about Jesus Christ becoming your Savior. If you've not done that, it needs to be taken care of. And it's urgent. It needs to be done immediately with no delay. Hey, Pharaoh here is a lost sinner. He does not have God in his thinking. He is rebellious, he is proud, and he is being stubborn, and he is virtually saying no to salvation. You know, the frogs originally came because of his sin and his rejection of God. Now he foolishly says, I'll do that another day. I'll do it tomorrow. I wonder how many people under the sound of my voice, you know you're not born again and you need to be saved. And yesterday you said, well, I'll get saved tomorrow. Well, tomorrow's here. And are you going today to say tomorrow again? Are you going to put off the greatest decision that a human being could make, the trusting of Jesus Christ as your Savior? Will you, as Pharaoh did, say tomorrow? Now, the rest of us, we eat just like the story of him accepting the frogs for another day. The rest of us who are saved, we say, whatever you do, don't put off your salvation. It is as obvious to us as it was about the frogs for another day. Hey, you may procrastinate yourself right into hell. How could Pharaoh say tomorrow to trusting God? Hey, unsaved person, do you have the frogs of difficulty in your life? Do you have the frogs of trouble in your life? See, God wants to save you, and all those difficulties, uh, God wants those to, to drive you toward Him. God, the difficulties that you face, unsaved one, that's God trying to say, turn to me, trust me, come to me, let me save you. Do you, in your life, unsaved one, face the frogs of trouble? Do you face the frogs of heartache? Do you face the frogs of burden? Do you face the frogs of confusion? God wants to clean it up. God wants to clear it up. You need to get born again. Do you face the frogs of suffering? And face the frogs of sickness? And face the frogs of sorrow? And face the frogs of misery? You say, Brother Owens, I never trusted Christ. I'm not born again. If I die today, I don't know I'd go to hell. You let the frogs of your life bring you to Jesus Christ. What you're looking for is the Savior. Do you face the frogs of disappointment or the frogs of perplexity and fear and hopelessness? I've got good news for you. If you say, Brother Owens, I feel like the frogs of life are coming in on me. I feel like they're everywhere. Heartache and burden and distress at every turn that I take in my life. I need something. I'll tell you what you need. You need Jesus Christ. You need to get born again. You need to get saved. God loves you. He wants to save you and you say, they win today. But yet there will be somebody under the sound of my voice today that will say, that's right, that's what I need. Later. I'll do it later. So another day with the frogs, huh, lost person? Another day. So you want one more evening living lost and on your way to hell and facing the difficulties of life without the help of the God of the universe. Pharaoh was out of his mind. And that was obvious to every one of us. Even those of you that had never been born again, when I was telling that story a moment ago about Pharaoh, you, you with me said, that's stupid. How could anybody be so stupid to say, let me have those, those frogs for another 24 hours. Well, now I'm coming to you and saying to you, is it not stupid to reject Christ? 
it's a free gift. It's yours for the taking. Get saved today before it's too late. But not only do lost people choose 24 more hours and say tomorrow in regard to the frogs, but secondly, sometimes backslidden Christians do this. Hey, Christian, away from God, the Bible says if we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God wants us to come back and get things straightened up. God will forgive us of our sin and restore fellowship with us. And God has some wonderful things for the Christian. If you're saved today, but you're not living like it, there are frogs in your life. There are the frogs of God's displeasure in your lifestyle. They're there. Are you living with the frogs, Christian? Now, the Bible teaches once you get saved, you're always saved. But God never promised you wouldn't have a life full of frogs. You may be saved, but you may have a life full of the judgment of God and frogs in your life. Are you away from God? Are you in misery because you have left God's blessing? Have you lost your joy in your Christian life? As David said, Psalm 51, verse 10 through 12, it says, David said, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence. Take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Uphold me with thy free spirit. David had not lost his salvation. He had lost his joy. He had lost the power of the Holy Spirit of God in his life. And setting in my in my presence today are people that are saved. You're sure for heaven as I am, but you are away from God. You are backslidden and there are frogs in your life. And I say to the backslidden, come back to Jesus today. And you say, tomorrow. I'm going to spend another day in the frog pond. God wants you to get right this moment. What's your answer? Tomorrow. Christian, are you living with the frogs because you're backslidden? Are there frogs in your marriage? Hey, are there frogs in your children's behavior, the entertainments in your home, the relationships of life? Are there frogs in your fridge because you've got a six-pack sitting in it and you're backslidden and away from God? Are there frogs in your emotions and frogs? Hey, are there frogs in your business, businessman? Is it failing because you're backslidden? I mean, it's tough enough in this economy to do well, but the last thing you want to do as a Christian is turn your back on God. Is life miserable for you, Christian? Is life harsh and hard and unbearable? And we're all going to face difficulties. Everybody's going to face difficulties. And not all difficulty is, the, is God disciplining us or chastising us, but some of it is. Hey, backslidden Christian, is your life full of frogs? God says, come to me. Come to me today. And Pharaoh said, let me think about this. Well, let's see. Frogs everywhere. It's a total massive mess of filth and stink and slime. Let's get together tomorrow and talk about this. So you choose, backslidden Christian, to find slimy frogs in your cup of coffee tomorrow morning to start your day again. Hey, prodigal. Prodigal in the pig pen of life. You want to stay another day with the pigs? 
the story of the prodigal son that took what mom and dad were giving him and ran away and he spent it foolishly, decided mom and dad's old-time ways were, were not for him and he didn't want to deal with the, the old-time religion, so he packed his duds, he got out of town, he went out and he wasted his life. He finds himself in a pig pen at the bottom eating the slop that had been given to the pigs. Thank God the prodigal came to himself. He looked around at all the pigs and he said, Look, I can go home. I don't have to live like this. I can go back to my father. I can go back home and get things right. I don't have to live this way. He got up out of the pig pen, marched himself home and said, Daddy, I'm sorry. I'm coming home again. But there are people in this room, you're just like the prodigal. But you're not sitting in the pig pen this morning. You're sitting in the old slimy swamp with all the frogs and the curse of God upon your life and you're away from God and it's time for somebody to say, I'm going home. I'm not picking another day with the frogs as a backslidden Christian. Are you contrary to your church, your God, your Bible, your pastor? Are the frogs a chastisement hopping all over you? Hey, the frogs. The frogs, lost person, you're going to reject Christ. You say, now don't put it that harshly, Brother Owens. That's exactly what it is. If you've never trusted Christ, but you've heard about Christ, then you've rejected Christ. So you will reject Him and spend another day as a lost person with the frogs of the lost person's world. Backslidden Christian, another day with the frogs. Hey, a lonely frog, desperate for some form of company, telephoned the psychic hotline. He wanted to find out what his future would hold. His personal psychic advisor tells him, Mr. Frog, you are going to meet a beautiful young girl who will want to know everything about you. The frog is thrilled. And he says, oh, this is great. This is great. Well, where, where will I meet her? At, at, at work? At a party? Will it be at the park? No, said the psychic. It will be in a biology class. <laughs> if you're lost, get saved. Don't spend another day. Don't, don't say, give me more frogs. Frogs, frogs, more frogs. Give me more frogs in my life, says the lost person. The backslidden Christian says, frogs, frogs, frogs. Give me more frogs in my life. Don't do that today. Thirdly, Christians who need to go all the way for Christ sometimes choose more time with the frogs. Hey, Christian. God wants you to step up your Christian life. Why do you hesitate? No, no, you're not out getting drunk and drinking it up. and You're not, you're not a druggie. You're not, you're not out whore hopping. You're not, you're not doing that. You're just a Christian that you don't live a spirit controlled life. It's time for some of you to stop just dropping by the church casually thinking that that's what God wants of you. It's time for some of you to get a regular walk with God. It's time for somebody in here to just stop toting their Bible around and start reading the Bible you've been toting. It's time for somebody in here to be doing more praying in life than just when we show up at church and you hear somebody else pray. It's time to stop being casual about your church attendance and get committed and be faithful to your church. It's time for some of you to stop giving your novel little offering by throwing a, a penny, a nickel, or a buck in the offering and, and obey God's command to tithe. 
It's time for somebody in here to become a soul winner. It's time for somebody in here to say, you know what, I'm going to be a Sunday school teacher. I, I feel like I need to step up and do something more with my life. It's time for somebody in here to say, it's time for me to become a bus worker. It's time for me to get involved. It's time for somebody in here to say, you know something, I need to separate from the world so God can use me. There's somebody in here, it's time for you to step up. And there are different levels of stepping up all across this auditorium. Somebody got saved last week, and it's time for you to take another step toward God this week and step up. But there's somebody in here, you got saved ten years ago, and it's time for you to step up. There's some, you say, but the time already, I've got a certain level of commitment to God. I don't know what that level of commitment is, but every one of us ought to be growing. I, I, I come to you on behalf of the God of the universe, and I say to you, are you, Christian, going to step up for God? Are you going to do it? Or are you going to stay where you're at and delay your step up? Just give me the frogs for a little while longer. Is that what you say? How about an uncommitted Christian? Will you sell out and step up for Jesus? What's your answer? What are you going to do? Is your answer, hey, if God looks down on the basis of this sermon, at the end of this sermon, after we give the altar call and we have an invitation, will God look down and, hey, will He write on your spiritual chart, they chose another week with the frogs. So you want another evening setting on the sideline with the frogs? Are you a lily pad Christian? So you consciously choose to continue to waste your life with little or no service to God. You might as well go ahead and shout it out. Give me the frogs. I want to live with the frogs. Another week as a spectator instead of a participator. Another week of other Christians and God serving you, but you serving no one but yourself. Uh, I don't want to be rude to anybody, but I am a realist. There are all sorts of people that walk into this church and walk off the property and you never do anything for this church and you never do anything for God. Can I tell you, there are a lot of hardworking people around here that clean these buildings, that take care of the lawn, that help to do everything, that, all the things that you enjoy. They do for you. What are you doing for them? It's time for somebody to step up. I'm inviting you out of the pond. Come on, frog. Let's go. Do something for God. I don't think I could pinpoint the need and every every level that this sermon and this point should challenge. But I'll tell you this, the Holy Spirit knows what He's doing. You say, give me the frog. That's too bad. It's too bad that God has spoken to your heart and told you to step up and start showing up for soul winning and told you to step up and start showing up in Sunday school instead of getting in here only for church on Sunday morning. God wants you to step up. Get me the frogs, you say. A little while ago you said, Brother Owens, Pharaoh was a nutcase. Why would anybody choose another week with the frogs? It's time for you to take the next step. Maybe it's time for somebody in here to realize a Christian does, a Christian lives right seven days a week, not just when they're on the church property. If it's right to do, it's right to do. If it's right to do, it's right to do. Indeed, this is God's day, but just so you get it right, 365 days a year all belong to God. They're all God's day. All Christians belong to God. And if it's right for one, it's right for another. So, I ask you, you enjoying the frogs? 
Lost person, you enjoy the frogs of life without the Savior? Backslidden Christian, you enjoy the frogs of the, 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 the spanking that God brings into life when we get away from Him? Hey, even those that are serving God and are not immoral and drunks, are you stepping up for God or do you choose another 24 hours with frogs? Frogs and more frogs. Over and over again in the Bible, you see people that made the tragic mistake of another day in the pig pen. Another day of distress. Another day being backslidden. You take, for instance, the rich young ruler of Matthew 19.22. It says, But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Jesus had said to a young man, said, I want you to sell everything, sell what you have, give to the poor, and come follow me. And this guy turned and walked away and said, I'm not willing to do that. Another night with the stingy frogs. Another night with the stingy frogs. Do you have the, the frogs of stinginess in your life? Afraid to sacrifice, afraid to give, afraid to help other people? You look at the story of Jonah. Jonah chapter 1, it says in verse 3, But Jonah rose to flee into Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa. He found a ship to Tarshish. And he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them into Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Who is this? This is Jonah. He's backslidden. He's running from God. He's not doing what God wants him to do. And God said, you know, Jonah, I'd like for you to get right. Well, let let me tell you, Jonah just kept going down and down. Every day Jonah said, I'll take another day with the frogs. I'll take another day with the frogs. If you know the story of Jonah, it didn't turn out real well. He started out with a storm and he ends up in the whale's belly. There's a disciple in Luke 9.59, listen to this, it says, and he said unto another, Jesus says, follow me. But, he said, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. Jesus said, you follow me. And, and he said, let me do something I want to do first. I'm not saying here that it wasn't right for him to go and bury his father, but Jesus seen the attitude where the man said, what I want to do is going to come before what you want me to do. Hey, you say, I'll serve God as long as I can do what I want to do first. So you're going to spend another night with the frogs, huh? Felix, listen to this. New Testament, Acts 24, 25. He's speaking It's about the story of Paul and it says, And as he reasoned of righteousness, temperance, and judgment to come, Felix trembled and answered, Go thy way for this time. When I have a convenient season, I will call for thee. Paul speaks to Felix about Jesus. And Felix says, you know what? Everything you're saying makes me tremble. Paul, you go away and when it's more convenient, I'll give you a call and talk to you about all of this. Are you saying, okay, God, when it's convenient, I'll serve you. When, when, it's, when, when it's easy, I'll serve you. It's not how it's supposed to be. Right. Serving God may be inconvenient. You say, well, I'd serve God, but I just don't have peace about it. Let me explain something to you. Do you think the devil wants you to have peace about anything that you're doing for God? Is it possible that the devil may be part of the turmoil? Uh, Shall we add your name to the list of these like Felix and Jonah and the rich young ruler and this disciple from Luke chapter 9? Those that said, frogs? Frogs. Bring the frogs. Give me, give, me 20, give, give me 24 more hours with the frogs. 
of rejecting the will of God, or rejecting the Savior, or rejecting being used of God. Well, let me warn you, and I'll be done. Just so you know, something worse than frogs could be on the horizon. If you know the story of Pharaoh, the frogs, they came. But after the frogs came lice all over the land. And as I described the coating of frogs like icing on a cake, the lice were even thicker all over the land. After the lice came the flies. A curse all over the land of flies. After the flies came the locusts. And after the locusts came boils all over the bodies, even the animals. All over the boil, after the boils came fire, and after the fire came darkness all over the land, and after darkness came the death of a family member. If God sends frogs into your life, and those frogs don't get to you, maybe the lice will, or the flies will, or the locusts will, or the boils will, or the fire will, or the darkness will, or maybe somebody's got to die. Make up your mind. Go ahead and take 24 more hours with the frogs. It might be that God doesn't show up the next day and says, we're going to the next phase of your disciplining. Your prideful delay may cause God to put down your haughtiness. Isaiah 2 verse 11 says, The lofty looks of man shall be humbled, and the haughtiness of men shall be bowed down, and the Lord alone shall be exalted in that day. Your own sin may end up being that which corrects you or spanks you. Jeremiah 2.19 says, Thine own wickedness shall correct thee, and thy backsliding shall reprove thee. Know therefore and see that it is an evil thing and bitter that thou hast forsaken the Lord thy God. Folks, there are worse hurts available. Maybe you ought to let the frogs turn you back to God. Cena. In, when I was in school, seen a little video clip in a science class where a fly had landed on the face of a, an elderly person and that fly had gone up into their nose. Somehow they had sucked that fly into their nasal cavity and it laid eggs. They became very, very sick and found out that their entire... Their, 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 their entire uh, sinus cavity had filled with maggots. Let me ask you about your Christian life. Which do you prefer? The frogs or the lice? God has a way of getting our attention. Yes, sir. Whatever hurt or pain you currently face, it, it can get worse. And it will if you choose the frogs. We're talking about the procrastination when the Holy Spirit of God tugs on your heart. The Holy Spirit of God reaches down inside you and shakes you and says, I'm talking to you. You can't wait. You start tapping your watch saying, when are we going to get out of church? I've got to get out of here. I've got to run. I've got to get this off of my mind. I've got to play during the service to make sure that I quench the fire of the Holy Ghost of God. And somehow you put it off another day. Get ready. If it's not the frogs, it could be the lice. Jonah's story gets worse because he goes from a storm into the whale's belly. 
especially may I warn you, after a sermon like this, God may feel extra justified in turning up the fire in your life because you got such an ample warning. Let me make sure I've got everybody's attention while I say it. Setting under a sermon like this, God would be very justified in saying, tomorrow I'm turning up the heat. That preacher delivered the truth of warning for me. You do what you want with it. And let me ask you this. He said, Moses, give me another day. Give me, give me 24 more hours with the frogs. I wish I would have been there because I think I would have said, Pharaoh, tomorrow may not Proverbs 27.1 says, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. God said in Genesis 6.3, And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man. If you die today, but you planned on getting saved tomorrow, you will die and go to hell. The Bible says in Hebrews 2.3, How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? How do, you, how, how, how do you neglect it? By turning it down. A lot of people planned on getting saved on Friday and they died on Thursday. Tomorrow may never come. Hey, Christian, backslidden. Wonder if you die today in your backslidden condition, but you plan on coming back to God next week, next time. You'll face God in a backslidden condition. Oh, sure, you'll go to heaven. But you'll arrive with frogs in your pocket. Wonder if you die today uncommitted, uninvolved. Oh, not living in what we might call terrible, wicked immorality. You just don't, you just don't serve God with your life. You just don't have much interest in serving God. Wonder if you die today. You say, one of these days, brother, I'm going to get involved. One of these days at a more convenient season, I'll get involved. You're going to die, and you may end up in heaven with no rewards. This could be your last day on earth. Just so everybody here knows, from the youngest to the eldest, you have today. That's all you know of. That's it. I know you plan to get up and go to work tomorrow. I know you plan to go fishing tomorrow. I know you plan to go on vacation tomorrow. Tomorrow may not come. Pharaoh, who is God? And then he has the audacity to say, okay, tomorrow. And if you know the story... His rejection of the opportunity today, he ends up going through all the rest of the mess. When tomorrow came, he didn't do what he said he was going to do anyway. You're lying to yourself and you're lying to God. Why don't you just go ahead and say, give me the frogs. Frogs, frogs, and more frogs. Think about it, Christian. Let the Spirit of God penetrate that heart. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes, every head bowed, every eye closed. 
If you have never received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I want to recommend Him to you today. You need to get born again. You do not know when you'll die, but you will die. If you're not saved and you're, you die, you will die and go to hell. I do not say that to be rude to you. I say that to be kind to you because I want you to know the truth. So, is there somebody under the sound of my voice that would say, Preacher, I am not saved. I need to be born again. I don't want to spend another day lost in the fog pond of this world. I want to get born again. I want to get saved. Pray for me, preacher. I need to be born again. And God has spoken to my heart. I'm not taking a chance. I don't want to wait another day. I put it off. I've been saying for years I was going to do it. Who here would say, preacher, pray for me. That's me. I see a hand up already. Will you raise your hand and say, pray for me. That's me. I see that hand. I see that hand. Who else? Just say, I'm not saved. God bless you. I see that hand. Who else? God bless you. I see that hand. Who else? Say, I'm not saved. I need to get saved. I don't need to wait another day. I need to get this cared for. I'm not going to say tomorrow. I'm not that foolish. I see what I need. I need Christ. I need to be born again. I need somebody. All the trials of life. I need help, and I'm going to let it bring me to God today. I'm going to get saved. Who else? I've seen four hands. Who else? You say, I need to be born again. You raise your hand. You say, pray for me, preacher. That's what I need. I believe God brought me here today, preacher, to hear this, because I need to be born again. Who? Under the sound of my voice is a born-again Christian, but wait, away from God. Backslidden. Living in sin. Your immorality with your boyfriend is wicked. Who? Backslidden Christian and the hog pen, the pond with the frogs of the backslidden life would say, God spoke to my heart, I need to come home. I need to get this right today. I don't want to, I'm not choosing, I'm not going to say tomorrow, I'm not going to wait another day, I need to get right with God today. And you'll raise your hand and say, that's me. There's a hand, there's a hand, and another, and another, and another, and another, and another, and yet another, and another. Hands in the balcony, another hand, and another, yes, and another, God bless you, and another, God bless you. God bless you. Those of you that just raised your hands, you may put them down. I challenge you to use this old-fashioned altar today. Get on your face and say, God, I'm coming back. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to live with the frogs. God, call off the frogs. You may need to go to one of the staff men and fill out a little piece of paper and say, I'm rededicating my life today. I'm going to do a rededication of my life to God. We've spoken to the lost that need the Savior. We've spoken to the backslidden Christian, but wait a minute. What about the Christian that you just you just won't make commitment to God. You you, you come to church and and, and and you're not living in out in the nasty, vilest part of society. But wait a minute, you're not truly committed. You come and go at church at your leisure, and you you just you take in the Christian life way too casually. It's time for some of you to say, "I want to step up. I want to be used of God. I'll do what it takes. I'll separate from the world. I want to step up. I want to I want to play a part in, in, in the workforce of God and in the army of God. I'm going to enlist to be a soldier. I don't want to be a civilian anymore. I want to be a soldier for God." And you say, "That's me, brother Owens. God spoke in my heart today. It's time for me to step up." And you'll raise your hand and say, "That's me." I see hands all over the place. Yes, God bless you. Forty, fifty hands. You may put your hand down. If you need this altar, you come. If you decide you want to make public a decision, maybe you could just use the words, I want to step up. I want to step up for God. And then let me warn you. 
you sat there in rebellion to what's been said, there are worse things than frogs. And just so you know, if they come, you come to this preacher and I'll help you. I don't want, I don't want something worse than frogs to come upon anybody. But God tells us it's possible. I hope you get right with God so God does not have to go to the next step of discipline. So God does not have to go to the next step of chastisement. I say, Pharaoh, wake up! Wake up! But if you do not, when it happens, then you come running back to God. You let this preacher help you and I'll help you. I'll love you. I won't say I told you so. I'll help you. There are some of you. You virtually have your family living with the frogs. Pharaoh's family had to suffer with Pharaoh because of his arrogance and his pride. Some daddy may need to get right with God today. Some mama needs to get right with God and sell out. Stop holding our own God. Because your kids got to deal with the maggots too. I'm going to ask the instrumentalist to begin to play at this time. Mm-hmm.